Hey, this is a Hakawati production. Hey, welcome to the men's room. Before we get started, I'd like to ask you to show your support by subscribing to the podcast. It's just one little click. Our guest today is Mark Hattem. He's a Lebanese singer who rose to fame in 2016 as a contestant on The Voice France and then soon after that on Dancing with the Stars. He's just finishing a new album. He's already released three new singles from that. And he also recently opened a music school. Hi, Mark. Hello. Welcome to the men's room. Thank you. I know that you have super busy days. It's these smelly days. right here. Smelly? Yeah, it's the men's room. Oh, yeah, well, that's just <laughs> since you came in. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I know you have really long days. We're recording late tonight. Yeah, um, what, okay. what are you up to? I know you just opened a music school. Yeah, we've been open for a year. And uh, it's the fastest growing school in Lebanon because it, it's, uh, it's totally different from any other school in the world. We okay. work on it's building... Called? It's called Music Factory. Yeah. And we work on building artists, not just uh, singers or uh, musicians, artists ready to perform on stage. Our motto is where dreams get showcased. I want to take the dream of every single person who enters. I don't call them students. I call them artists. So uh, and make it ready to be showcased on stage. Until now, we've done 12 concerts in one year. They've performed in front of more than 8000 people. So... It's something to be proud of. And uh, the thing that I'm most proud of is forming this family that we call now Music Factory. It's not every individual uh, on its own. It's like really a family. So the students that you take, are they children? Are they adults? Is it both? There's uh, all, all ages. There are all ages from four to 65, but mostly there are uh, students from university. So the people that really want to want want music want music to be part of their life of their career actually. So explain what it takes to actually become an artist. For me, an artist is not someone who has the best voice in the world, or is the best musician in the world, or has the the perfect pitch, or or there's no perfect. It's the package. It, you have to know how to entertain. You have to know how to send a message. You have to know how to share your emotions with people. Uh, this is a true artist. It's someone who knows his body language, his facial expressions. He needs to, of course, have amazing technique, but everyone can get technique uh, these days. The most important is to have individuality, to have an identity, to be able to communicate with the, with the people. You don't sing if you're not singing for the people. How do so, you teach that, though? It's about confidence. It's about all the experience that I've had throughout all the hundreds of concerts that I've done till now. So it's uh, it's really, I'm sharing my experience. This is why I'm happy. It's not something that I majored in, but it's through experience. So do you actually teach them techniques on how to um, look like they're confident or do you are you actually building their confidence? They don't know it, but the confidence gets built you don't say to someone, hey, you need to have confidence. No. And you don't give them exercises to have confidence. It gets built by its own through the exercises. So what's a t an exercise that you would give them? First of all, all the exercises uh, are done in front of mirrors. So they don't have to think about if they're, have, they're building their confidence. It is getting built alone because 
they're accepting them, themselves more. They are looking in the mirror. If you look in the mirror, you get, uh, you, um, how do we say it? Um, become comfortable you with become, yourself? You, n- not no. just comfortable. You, 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 become to, you, you build an ego. And this type of, ge- of ego is good for artists. Okay, even if you're fat, you're thin, you have a big voice, you have a small voice, you are building an ego. And this ego is good on stage, not in life. Plus, all the classes are filmed. They get their, 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 their tape, they can listen to themselves, they get used to their voices. They will know what people hear when they're talking, when they're singing, what people see when they're singing, when, when they're performing. And confidence, get, confidence gets built when you know what people see and what people listen to. So it doesn't matter how, what you think about your voice. It matters what people think about your voice. Your voice is not yours. It's for the people. If you, if you want to sing, you can sing in your head without making any noise. So you need to understand what people hear when you're singing, not what you hear. Maybe you, when you're sending a, a, a voice message to someone, you don't hear your voice back. Yeah. Because you don't like it. Right. But the people, but the person behind his phone listening to your voice doesn't say, "Oh my God, I hate her voice." Well. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. So. I don't know. Sometimes, probably. Yeah. Some people don't have a good voice. And some people, most people hate the sound of their own voice. Mm. Right? But you can have any voice you want if you if you know how to control everything in your body. Right. Yeah. So when you're at home for practicing me, for your shows, do you stand in front of the mirror to build your ego? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah? No, now I know how I look. So oh, okay. <laughs> I don't need to do that anymore. Don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. Okay. So um, why did you decide to do this? You're a singer. I decided to do this because I'm fed up with watching singers go on stage and asking people to pay them for a show that is not entertaining. They're just there to show us their vocal range, their vocal abilities. And this is not why, I, why, I, why I'm going to watch a concert. I'm going to watch a concert for you to entertain me. If it, if it was for, for me to cry, for me to, to be happy, for me to dance, for me to be angry, it depends on the song's message. But I'm not entertained. And especially when we're talking about Arab stars, they even put their lyrics in front of them. It's your own song. <laughs> yeah. And you don't even memorize your lyrics. This is... Uh, So is it so is it sad. in the is it like something kind of that you can't explain in the performance that that they're you not reaching the audience or is it something physical that they're not doing? The problem with the Arab stars is that the audience doesn't know that this is not enough. Mm-hmm. But they're still buying tickets. Yeah, because they don't know that it's not enough for you to buy tickets. Because they need to compare themselves to, to real artists, real international artists. And then they will see that the level is like zero to a hundred. So who's a great international artist in your opinion? Who's a great international artist? Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. Beyonce, J-Lo, um, Lady Gaga, Sam Smith, Shawn Mendes, uh, Camila Cabello. There are so many. Can, a, can an Arab artist reach that level with the style of music that's produced in the Middle East? I think, yeah. They should. Because now the style is uh, more going uh, to pop, even in Arab, in the, uh, in the Arabic uh, scene, music yeah. scene. So it, uh, they, they're doing the same songs, but that look like the international songs. 
and they're copying also. So but there's still, I mean, then there's the language barrier. Yeah, just that for me. But you sing in English, right? You sing in English. Uh, I sing in all languages. I don't care. But okay. I, I think that I I express more in English. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually rose to fame um, when you appeared on The Voice France in 2016. Yeah. That was kind of your claim to fame at the time. Yeah. You were already singer, but this really propelled you to, you know, a world stage. Yeah, this is when, when the people knew that I, exi- I existed, actually. But in uh, when I was 21, I won uh, a world championship. So, but no one Of karaoke, about right? Yeah. No well, I mean, karaoke it. It, it is not... It was much bigger than, than The Voice. Was it? Because it was against... 30 of the biggest countries, USA, Japan, Austria, Australia, Germany, Italy. And I was the first and I was the youngest in the competition. So this was something huge that didn't have uh, uh, media to back it up. Was it televised? It was televised there, but not in Lebanon. Where there? Uh, In Ireland. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem. Yeah. So it's the problem with the media, or the yeah, media, but they mediatization. Don't, they, they don't. They didn't even give me recognition in Lebanon because I was. They didn't call me Mark Hatem there. They called me Lebanon. I was representing my <laughs> yeah, country. Yeah, like a but they like an care. Olympic game. Yeah. Interesting. Same thing. So then you went to The Voice, and the song that you sang that really caught the judges' attention, the blind audition, I think this is what they call yeah. it, is "Take Me to Church." Right? Why did I choose this song? Yeah, why did you choose? Are you a sinner? No, it's something that uh, I think was a hit at that time. Yeah, you just like the song. it was uh, proposed to me and I did it. Oh, I, so they and proposed. And I, I wanted to choose a, a song that I never sang before mm. for it to be a surprise for everyone. Well, it's a great song. Yeah. And you did really well with it. Thank you. And so... What do you remember from that experience? And was it everything that I'm sure you were so excited to be a part of it? Was it, was it did everything, everything that I dreamed of? It because was? they are so professional, mm. very, very professional. They are worried more about you than they are worried about the show. And I've seen the voice here. Nothing to compare. How so? Nothing. The professionalism level. Uh, how they take care of your voice, how they take care of your emotions, how they take care of your of your surrounding. You don't go into a room, a studio room where there's no reverb, there's no light and uh, audition. Mm-hmm. It's different. And I've told them throughout the years here in Lebanon that, guys, this is not the way to, to make someone audition under stress. They need to be super relaxed and feel like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So how do they it's do that at The Voice also. France, for example? The Voice France, they give you like three... Three uh, croissants. Sorry. <laughs> three croissants of, also. Yeah. They give you like three warm-ups before you go to your audition, not on TV. Okay. To your audition for you to get picked to go on the show. Mm. They take care so much of you on your voice. So It's a different experience. Yeah. So, and then what happened at the end? At the end, I was disqualified, but... I got I got the thing that I wanted. I wanted people to know that I exist. Yeah. And after that, I started releasing. Uh, I went to Dancing, Dancing with, with the, the stars. stars. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I reached the finals. I was second, 
Dancing with the Stars upped my my performance level by so much. Yeah, so were you because a dancer before that? Because now I know how that? to use my body. Oh, so and you learned there. And this is something there. also that we teach mm. that I wanted to incorporate in my in my school for them to be able to perform, not to be shamed of of their moves. If a guy does a, a feminine move, mm. it shouldn't be called a feminine move. It should be called uh, uh, I don't know, uh, elegance, elegant yeah. move. That's a little bit nostalgic because if you think of like the crooners of the old days, I mean, that was a big part of their performance, like the, yeah. the, the dancing and the, I know. And the movies. I know. And that's kind But of gone away. Stopped. Yeah. And in Lebanon, it's something like uh, if a guy moves, oh my God, he's, uh, he's gay or something. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are jokes so on homophobic. Them, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm sure your fans enjoy that. They like yeah, to see you dance. Yeah, of course. This is what makes me special. I think. So you're preparing an album. You've yeah. released three singles three already. Singles, one in French, directly after The Voice, for me to just try to keep the fans from uh, from France. What's the name of the single? It's called Inam. Ah, uh, yes. The Soul. That's right. It's a remake, it right? Talks, it's a, uh, I mean, is that your song? Yeah, you yeah that it's song? my song. Oh, okay. I write my songs. I do the melody. Yeah. I do the music okay. and everything. It talks about war. I don't know why I wrote this song. It's so weird. And the other, I don't know, maybe because you live in a country that's had yeah, a million but, but wars. Why would I write about war? I don't know. It's not something that hit me directly. Mm, you It's didn't feel it. But I wanted to feel how would how would I how would I feel if if I was in in a real war? This is why I wrote this song. Mm. And the second one is called Never Again. It's about my life and a mix of uh, experiences that I've lived. And the next one is called Kiss Again. And there's maybe a, an album called Again, because the third one has Again also. And uh, the third one that I'm going to release has also Again in its title. Okay. So uh, they're talking about experiences that I've had, that I've learned from, that I want people to learn from. So, I write so my they're music. very personal songs. Of course. And they're very romantic songs. They are. So is this what inspires you? Is like your love life? Heartbreak. Of course, the most songs in the world are inspired by by uh, heartbreaks, love life, and mm -hmm. stuff. So um, yeah, because this is when the heart talks the most. Yeah. So, but a when lot it's of angry, when it's yeah. in love, when it's sad, when yeah. But but people always wonder when they hear an artist performing a song, a love song, whether those experiences are really theirs or if they're imagining those experiences, you know, onto other people or other or from friends. I think it's a mix from from everything. Yeah. It's things that you that you've learned from your friends' experience experiences, and it's things that you've uh, lived. In right. your experience. Right. So you want people to learn from these experiences so they, they don't do the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. This is why we write songs, to share our story, to share our emotions. And this is what, when you read the comments on YouTube of those singles you've released, I think this is what people connect with also. Yeah. Yeah. You make everybody cry, Mark. Mm, you're sad. Your songs are sad. They are? Yeah. There are some songs that are not said that that are coming out. Okay, good. <laughs> That's good news. It means you're having a good time. Yeah. Why do you like performing so much? I love performing because I feel like uh, I feel like I'm home more than when I'm in my bed. It's like it's something natural that I do. Really. It's the best thing in the world to to be able to connect with so many people that you don't know with so little time. Mm -hmm. and so fast 
Yeah. They will get to know you in less than three minutes with a song. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it's not a long-term relationship. You know it, what I mean? It's like you go it home might and then... Be. Yeah. It might be if they become fans. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So is that what it is for artists? It's almost like, um, like love relationships with their fans in a way because you want to make them like you and then they have to like uh, continue to see your shows and listen to your it's music. It's support from the fans. It's yeah. not like, uh, hey, love me, please love me, please like me. <laughs> it's like, course, uh, no, it's like that uh, you've touched them with, with what you're doing and it's the best thing in the world to be, to be someone's uh, a role model. Yeah. Yeah. So how's your love life? It's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's too much information, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I, I, we're going to have to censor this. <laughs> okay, yeah, please censor it. <laughs> Do you have a girlfriend? No, uh, yeah. Okay. How long have you been dating? Oof. 10, 11. No, I'm just kidding. It's been uh, a year and a half, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering because of your singles, your songs, like if they're based on this relationship or previous relationships. Maybe. Okay. No, it's a mix of everything. It's an, it's the experience that yeah. that I've lived way way back and maybe not so not so long ago and now and maybe that I can imagine later also. Mm-hmm. So Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's worrisome. Why? Cuz some of your songs are like about breakup or like never wanting to fall in love again. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a romantic guy? You have to ask the ladies. Well, you can, you can tell. Yeah. You are? Like, what's a romantic thing? I'm cancer, thing? so I'm romantic. Okay, if you I believe guess. in that kind of thing. This is a question that um, I've gotten from some of your fans. Okay. They want to know when and how you got your eyebrow piercing. When I got it... Um, when I was uh, working on my diploma, architectural diploma that I never used in my life. Mm-hmm. Um... I was fed up with working, so I just took a five-minute break. I needed someone. I needed something new in my life, and I just got it pierced, and it doesn't hurt. And I encourage everyone to do it. Do you encourage and everyone to get an yeah, eyebrow piercing with a tattoo on their eyebrow? Oh, you have a Mark tattoo Hatem. there? No, I want them to 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 do a tattoo oh, okay, with my yeah. name on it. I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. No, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Hatem's uh, eyebrow uh, piercing. 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 Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. like a thing. Yeah, it should. Do you have any? I've been uh, working on this, but it's not working. It's not working. I think yeah. music school is a better idea. Yeah. Do you have any other piercings or tattoos? This one. It's fresh. What is that? A piercing? Yeah. Oh, you got your pierced? Ear piercing. Nice. It's uh, two weeks old. Very nice. Yeah. Very but good. I don't have tattoos yet. yet. Most um, artists, especially in the West, have a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why do you think? I need to ask them. Yeah. Do you have the urge to get tattoos? Not the urge, but I uh, I would love to get tattoos. But I know that I have to make a very good choice of the thing that I'm going to draw. Mm-hmm. Is that the reason I you get, haven't? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, maybe. Because you get... I get tired of stuff very fast. Mm. Super fast. You could put it like on your back so you don't have to look at it. Mm. No, I want to <laughs> see it. Okay. Yeah. So what's next? What are you working on? What am I working on? I'm working on... Um, just the album now um when is it going to be released it's i'm releasing every song on its own and Um, how do you release them 
when you say release? Do you release them on YouTube? Do you release them only uh, all, on... All social media platforms, all, all radios and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but I've been... Are they I getting... I didn't release yeah. a song since a year now because I was working uh, on the on the school. But now that I have more time, I'm going to keep on releasing them. Um, we're preparing shows for the concerts to come. Um, I do like 60 to 70 concerts per year. Wow. Yeah. Um, When you say concerts, what kind of concerts? It's between private events, weddings, uh, real concerts, festivals. We keep on working with those and maybe a project with the acting. Okay. Yeah. Busy guy. Thank God. Especially in these times. Well, thanks so much for coming in. Um, It's a pleasure to see you. It was my pleasure. Thank best, you. Best of luck with everything. You're actually, you know, the you're the real deal. I, I've heard you saying, and you're a hard worker. And uh, thank you so much. You you make a you're a good role model. I hope this is what I'm working on, and uh, I live a very uh, very healthy lifestyle. No no alcohol, no no smoking, no anything, because I really uh, want to be the role model of all the teenagers and. I'm being able to do this with uh, my students. I don't know if I'm doing this indirectly with all my fans, but I hope so. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure you are. Thank you. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Men's Room. Check us out on hakawadi.com and all the other platforms where you find podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. We also love connecting with you on social media. You can find us on at themensroom.show on Instagram. That's where we share great TMR fashion tips as well as some really funny stuff. And head over to at hakawadi.fm to see all the amazing shows we have here. Have a good one. <laughs>